What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for all your Raptors content, podcast related news, or if you just want to talk hoops, please feel free to hit me up on either platform. So on November 7th, the Raptors traveled to Chicago on the back half of their mini home and home series to take on the Chicago Bulls. I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was a fan of these home and home series, but I'm now starting to dislike them. And I dislike it even more when the Raptors are the only team in the NBA with nine of these mini home and home series, according to Matt Devlin. After the Raptors, I think a few teams have three, the Lakers have two, and the Knicks have one whatever the case might be it's just annoying that the raptors continue to get the short end of the stick as they say when it comes to the schedule i don't know who is doing the schedule or what algorithm they're plugging into the computer there is no reason why the raptors should be the only team with nine of these home and home series spread it out make it even if it's two across the board or three across the board or four across the board whatever the case might be I know this was an attempt to cut down on travel time, but if it's going on a back-to-back with a later start time, I guess it balances out to an extent. It's just unfortunate that the Raptors seem to be always on the receiving end of these issues, so hopefully it'll change come next season. But as history dictates, that just doesn't work for the Raptors. So they have to do what they gotta do then. The Raptors had a job to do tonight to secure another victory without their best player, top five, Pascal Siakam. For the Chicago Bulls, they were without Zach Levine, who was on load management for his knee. He was back in the lineup tonight. I was very curious to know how the Raptors would defend them. Considering that Zach Levine in his own right is a great half-court threat that they would probably minimize the amount of double teams that DeMar DeRozan would get tonight. Did not seem to be the case as the Raptors stuck with the game plan for the most part. I'll give them credit, they kind of adjusted when Levine wasn't on the floor and DeMar was there. The Raptors' focus was clear, take DeMar out of the equation. But as I said, Zach Levine is a great half-court player. He's a better three-point shooter then DeMar can get to the line as much as DeMar if he chooses to, but he's definitely more perimeter oriented. The Raptors had their hands full going into tonight's game and that proved to be the case. The ball movement by the Chicago Bulls tonight reacting to these double teams were on point. Nick Nurse mentioned it last night that in order to get a little, you gotta give a little. Well, the unfortunate thing tonight, the Raptors We're giving and getting at the same pace. Kudos to the Chicago Bulls. They definitely adjusted tonight. They were more sound defensively. They forced the Raptors to play half-court basketball. They minimized, or at least attempt to minimize, the amount of opportunities that the Raptors got in transition. And it was a tough goal for the Raptors tonight. The corner three continues to be the Achilles heel of the Raptors. Not to mention the two bad games by Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi tonight. OG was aggressive for the most part. Scotty Barnes was was aggressive 
in the later parts of the game or going into the second quarter into halftime where the Raptors went on a massive run to cut the lead down in the second where Scotty just backed down Alex Caruso, got into the paint, as James Johnson said, cocked that joint back and banged it on him. Vucevic, Caruso, even Thaddeus Young got in on the poster and the Raptors were, were going into the halftime with a little bit of momentum. Third quarter, the Raptors could not generate any kind of offense. And these are the moments where you really miss Pascal. And I tip my hat off to Fred VanVleet. He shouldered a heavy workload tonight. Didn't log that many minutes, but still put up 27 points tonight. And we needed every single one of them just for the Raptors to stay in the game. Gary Trent had a much better game offensively tonight. Far more efficient, got to the free throw line, but it was our bench production that really hurt us. When the starters went out, there was no offense coming off the bench. Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher, both with goose eggs. Juancho Hernan Gomez brought that Chris Boucher type of energy off the bench tonight. Wasn't terrible defensively. He was competing. He got on the glass tonight looked for his shot, looked for his offense. Precious Achua had a good game offensively, wasn't doing anything terrible defensively or offensively to get the amount of minutes that he did tonight, only 14. I was very curious because the starters weren't really bringing it. There was a lot of offensive lulls for the Raptors and that's to be expected given the way that this team is built. And that's no slight at them. But in games like this, our flaws are really highlighted. And not having Pascal and Fred Van Vliet, who's not the biggest guy on the court, com still commands a lot of attention. And the Chicago Bulls made it their focal point tonight to make Fred Van Vliet's night very, very difficult. Ayo Dosomu played tremendous defense on Fred Van Vliet and he was also being productive on the offensive side of the ball but after Freddie and Gary Trent Jr. where was the offense coming from? OG had an off night, Scotty Barnes had an off night, Boucher had an off night, Nick Nurse was searching for answers and he went deep into the bench tonight. Otto Porter, my apologies, continues to give good minutes in the short time that he's on the floor but Malachi Flynn got some minutes tonight, same with Delano Banton. It was clear that the Raptors had no answers on either side of the ball. There were moments where the Raptors were able to get the stops, but they just weren't able to capitalize on every opportunity. And that's because of all the adjustments that the Bulls made, not to mention that Scotty Barnes, who continues to deal with some sort of ankle issue, played 30 minutes tonight. I think I would have liked, while I definitely appreciate his heart and his effort, you can tell there's something visibly wrong with him and why they continue to keep him on the floor. I know he only got 30 minutes tonight, but if there's something truly wrong, let it be next man up. Rest him. Rest him the same way that you did Fred Bembley. Yes, it's a lot easier to do that when Pascal's on the floor, but this is a long season and I don't want to see Scotty Barnes miss time when we really need him. And again, that is in the postseason. But the offensive lulls 
Huge problem for the Raptors tonight. The Bulls were able to go on multiple runs. They won every quarter. And it ultimately spelled the demise for the Raptors. 111 to 97 in favor of the Chicago Bulls. The Raptors shot 36 for 85 from the field, giving them 42%. 9 for 28 from 3 at around 32%. 16 for 22 from the free throw line at just under 73%. The Bulls shot 42 for 80, giving them just around 53%. 9 for 28 from 3, also at 32%. 18 for 22 from the free throw line. A few stats that stand out. A really bad one. 49 rebounds to the raptors 31 nine offensive rebounds to the raptors five as i mentioned the chicago bulls wanted it more tonight it definitely showed they made the necessary adjustments and they were just the more energetic team the points in the paint 56 to the raptors 50 second chance points were an absolute backbreaker 11 to the raptors four. the fast break the fast break points weren't too far off 16 in favor of the bulls to the raptors 13 and then points all off of turnovers favored the raptors 23 to 21 over the bulls but it was the quality of the transition opportunities that was very hurtful now i'm not one to really complain about the referees but the refs while the free throw attempts matched up it seems like there was a lot more missed opportunities for the raptors to get to the free throw line the Bulls were obviously the more physical team, and the Raptors had a hard time matching that energy with a very loose whistle. And you can see that at times it was kind of demoralizing for the Raptors, and understandably so. However, I've always said that if you leave the games in the hands of the referees, you deserve to lose. But that just wasn't the only problem for the Raptors tonight. It was a collective list of problems that made it difficult for the Raptors to stay in this game. Like I said, they lost all four quarters and that was because they did not have it offensively. Is it time to maybe look at making a roster move to address that issue? Maybe. I don't think it's ever too early because you don't want to get too far behind, especially with the way the Eastern Conference have balanced out it's going to be tough to make up a lot of ground in a far more competitive eastern conference but let's break down the starters christian coloco getting another start og ananobi scotty barnes fred van vliet gary Trent jr christian coloco did not have as good a night as he did last night he got into foul trouble shot two for eight from the field not entirely his fault the raptors were kind of using him as a bailout as he was left open but there were a couple opportunities in the paint where he just looked very uncomfortable didn't look awful defensively tonight but the bulls physicality was too much for him to handle a lot of missed opportunities offensively like i mentioned especially off lobs he has to find a way to get off the floor quicker he has a very slow gather very soft finish around the, around the rim. He definitely needs to be more aggressive offensively. When he has the wide open opportunities, I'm not expecting him to back down and give a sky hook like Kareem Abdul. But if he's wide open and the Raptors, be it Pascal or Scotty or OG or, or Freddie, as they force the defense to focus on them and they collapse on them and you're wide open you need to get that shot off as quick as you can and not allow the other team to recover 
OG Ananobi continues to be a pest defensively, another three steals, but a very tough game for him offensively. He shot four for 12, 0 for two from three, five for seven from the free throw line. Quite the opposite of what he did last night. He was able to get to the free throw line tonight and he cashed most of them in. But when the game was slowing down and the Raptors were forced to shoot from the perimeter, be it only two times, was not able to capitalize. Just a rough game for him. Scotty Barnes, another rough game from him. I truly feel that there is an injury that's affecting his game. Two for nine from the field, only five points, six rebounds, five assists. No threes tonight. He seems to be struggling a little bit offensively. It takes him a long time to get into the game. I just think, like OG, he just needs to be more aggressive, take advantage of the opportunities. He did that against Caruso tonight, where he absolutely bullied him and then postered him along with Vucevic. And even Thad Young got into the poster, like I said. But you're going to need that kind of aggression. And without Pascal, we need to have somebody else to keep pressure on the defense, keep the defense on it. And it'll create other opportunities for other players. Expecting Fred Van Vliet to shoulder that workload every single night. We saw what happened. Led to an injury. Was not able to compete in the postseason. We don't want a repeat of that. But Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi, when assertive, are great players. They are great players in their own right, respectively. But we need more from them right now. Speaking of stuffing up their game, Fred Van Vliet, 34 minutes tonight, 10 for 19 from the field, 6 for 10 from the three-point line. 27 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He did it all. He wasn't getting the benefit of the whistle. Though he only got one personal foul called against him. But it was on the offensive end where he just was not getting the respect. But every bucket was earned when we needed a basket. He was ready and willing to do all that he could offensively to keep us in his game. And scoring 27 points with the defense all over him. Hats off to him. It's just unfortunate that his efforts didn't produce a win. Gary Trent Jr., great game offensively tonight. Very efficient. 7 for 12 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. 3 for 3 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 1 block. He was aggressive for the most part. But with Pascal being out, he needs to have the ultimate green light. He needs to understand that when there's offensive laws, that's where he needs to step up and do his thing. We saw it last season where he had a stretch of multiple 30-point games. We're going to need him to do that. I'm going to throw efficiency out of the window if it means that Gary Trent can get more shots off and get more points on the board. It is an obvious problem, and it seems like offensively from the perimeter, Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. are going to have to lead the way. And hopefully that is the case going forward. Now switching over to the role players. Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher combined 0 for 3 from the field. It was an absolute struggle for them. I know Thaddeus Young has been getting inconsistent minutes. However, he was able to get things done on the playmaking side. Got 3 assists. But other than that, was not very impactful. Same with Chris Boucher. Didn't have it tonight offensively. He did his best defensively. Just a bad game from him. Juancho Hernan Gomez assumed the energetic role of Chris Boucher tonight. Like I previously mentioned, 2 for 3 from the field. 
two rebounds, one assist, one block. His energy was a welcome sight. I definitely want him to be more aggressive offensively. He passed a couple opportunities to hit a shot from the outside and that's essentially what we brought him in for. So if he's not doing that, what else are you going to do to win the minutes on the floor? But he did that tonight with two rebounds, one assist and one block. He had a nice dump off pass in transition to Pressure Sachua. If he can look like that more often, it'll be a great additional energy boost for the Raptors coming off the bench. Precious Achua, efficient from the field tonight, four for six, two for two from the free throw line, four rebounds, one assist, one block, 10 points. Again, very curious to know in a game like this, while you're searching for offense, you gave Precious Achua the green light from the beginning of the season, why he's off the floor and not getting close to 20 minutes. Seems a little bizarre to me. But not a bad game from him. I think he's definitely deserving of more consistent minutes as he was getting in the early part of the season. And hopefully this is just one of those games. Otto Porter Jr., like I said, continues to do his thing. Not very effective offensively, but continues to compete defensively. He plays his role. He doesn't do too much. He doesn't do too little. He he is the perfect role player. Not much you, you would want from him. Malachi Flynn only played six minutes tonight. One for two from the field, two for two from the free throw line, one rebound, one assist, one steal, only four points. There were a couple possessions where he looked lost and out of place, had a bad turnover that created a transition opportunity, but that will come with more time and more consistency. Delano Banton did get some early playing time and birthday boy Delano Banton, happy birthday to Delano. Again, very curious to know why he's not getting the playing time, but when he did, he was ultra-aggressive. In 10 minutes, he got off seven shots, hit two, took three threes, didn't hit any, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, only four points. I know the Raptors coming off the bench don't have a lot of offensively gifted players, but they have players that can give you something and when your starters don't have it maybe go into the bench a little bit more like you did tonight give these guys an opportunity to see what they can do but if that doesn't happen if you don't trust these guys coming off the bench then there needs to be a change of philosophy maybe a change in personnel that needs to happen either way if more games are going to look like this the raptors are going to fall behind rather quickly and we do not know when Pascal is coming back. So hopefully the Raptors figure it out quickly. Hopefully we can get some consistent production coming off the bench. Maybe a more consistent rotation. We shall see how that plays out. It's just going to be very, very tough without Pascal Siakam. He does so much for the team on both sides of the ball. It's very hard to replicate that. But the Raptors have to weather the storm. They have to find ways to win. This was just a bad game, and they're going to have to move on to the next one, which happens to be this coming Wednesday with a 7.30 tip-off on November 9th as they host the Houston Rockets. The Rockets continue to build through the draft and build through their youth. I know the last time the Rockets and Raptors played, it was a much more competitive game than it needed to be. Hopefully the Raptors will be able to get back in the win column playing the Rockets. They're going through a rebuild. They're going 
through the motions, the highs and lows of young players. Hopefully, the Raptors' experience can, can get them their seventh win of the season. But after tonight, the Raptors are 6-5, and 2-4 on the road. I imagine that there will be a much better effort from the Raptors come Wednesday night. And that's it for me. Thank you to listeners new and old for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast. If you haven't done so already, please do so if you have. Thank you very much. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe. Good people. Peace.